This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. I'm Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Join me every second Tuesday at 10.30 as we explore all things to know about yoga. My passion is to open the doors of this powerful practice to the community and to share that passion with you. The Dunedin Yoga Lady, fortnightly on Tuesdays at 10.30 on ORFM and podcasts from oar.org.nz. Good morning and welcome to the Dunedin Yoga Lady. I'm your host, Kate Bendel, and thank you for joining me, listening to a show that we cover all sorts of things about yoga. So if you're somebody who's already in, in love with yoga and want to learn some new things about yoga, hopefully you'll find some valuable things in the show this morning where I'm going to talk about any yoga in particular or if you're someone who's been curious about yoga but feel that perhaps you're not the right fit for yoga this show is particularly for you I have a passion for opening the doors of yoga so that anybody feels that perhaps there is some yoga that is going to suit them so just very briefly, my story is I've been practicing yoga for over 35 years and it is a very significant part of my life. I've been teaching for over 20 years and I continue to be a student of yoga um, and I continue to teach here in Dunedin at the moment at New Yoga. So today what I thought I would talk about is the different types of yoga and particularly tell you a little bit about the tradition that I'm now study under, that I'm now a student of, which is the tradition of Vini Yoga. And it's kind of interesting in some ways to even have this as a topic, the different types of yoga. Up until fairly recent history, possibly say even 50 years ago, there was only one yoga. Like if you did yoga, everybody was doing really hatha yoga. Everyone, nobody would have even named their yoga as a different thing. It was just yoga. And it has been when yoga has come to the West that there has been this branching off and these kind of different types of yoga which has been perhaps useful to some degree but very confusing also for people and I think sometimes the overall picture and the the bigger understanding of what yoga is has become a little lost as people over identify with one particular type of yoga and so in India, remembering, as I've talked about in other shows, yoga isn't just the physical postures we see. Yoga is a philosophy. It's very, very old philosophy. And it arose in a time in, in India thousands of years ago where there was actually six philosophies or schools of, of thought in India. 
And so getting kind of narrowed down to just looking at, oh, I do hot yoga or I do vinyasa yoga or I do vinyasa or rocket, or there's all so many types now, uh, is perhaps losing the fact that they all fall, hopefully, under the wider umbrella of what yoga is. And yoga is a philosophy and it has so many dimensions to it and the asana is only a small bit. But in some ways, this that is the, the, the reality of it. But also, if you're just someone who is you know, listening to this and it's like, well, I want to start yoga. In some ways, you do need to learn to wade through or make sense of all the yoga that is on offer because it's like, if I do want to do yoga, where do I start? Which is the right yoga for me? So sometimes I think it can be helpful to, as much as possible, get past the glamour of the websites and the social media posts that we are confronted with. Because really, for most of us now, that is the face of yoga that we're presented with. Unless you're fortunate enough to have a friend or a family member, someone that you can relate to who can personally recommend somewhere or a teacher, which is great. If you can do that, that often is a really good place to start because if it's a friend or a family member, they know you, they kind of know what what you like, what would be good with you, what you're looking for. And if they can say, look, I personally go to so-and-so and it's a great class, this is what we do, that can be a really good place to start. Doesn't necessarily mean you're going to land on the right place, but it's worth, worth a shot. Because otherwise what we're almost confronted with is the business face of yoga, which needs to exist. A lot of yoga teachers, myself included, um, they we love yoga so much that we make a full-time living out of yoga. So we need students. We need people to come. And what that means these days is somehow putting up a, a website or Instagram posts or Facebook posts that try and represent what it is that we teach as a yoga teacher and that can actually be a hard thing to do without making it look exclusive without making it look fancy Um, so often I think for people to understand that there are different types of yoga and in many ways you might be surprised that I say this in many ways, the name of it, what it's called, to a large extent, is irrelevant. Because a lot of the the yogas have literally been made up in the last five years, the last ten years. Some, Some yoga person who studied with someone else takes it upon themselves to create their own system or their own version or their own variety of yoga. And, and they just give it a name and call it that. Sometimes they'll take a name from um, yoga kind of 
the Vedic traditions or Sanskrit, and they'll call it that. Or, I mean, honestly, there's things like a, a fairly recent one. I'm not that I'm picking on this, but it just kind of stands out for me. It, it's called rocket yoga. I don't know what rocket yoga is, and and if that even means anything. Um, so really, in some ways, the only way to tell if it's going to work for you is to see if you can get some sense of <clears throat> the intensity of the practice is often a good thing to know before you go. And sometimes you can tell that from a website. If there's a lot of 20-year-olds in leggings, sweating, looking like they could be in a gym, that could give you a fairly good indication that it's going to be an intensely physical practice. And if you're 25 and you're looking for some hardcore physical experience, maybe that is the right one for you to start with. Whereas if you're you know, in your 30s or 40s and you're mainly dealing with anxiety or depression or you're on a spiritual quest, that that physical looking one may not be the best one. So some there are a few kind of well-known phrases or names in the yoga world that you might have heard of. And I'll just cover some of those briefly so it might at least give you some kind of vague ballpark. Of, of what you're looking at. So one of the most common phrases used now is vinyasa um, or vinyasa flow, it's often called. So this is an interesting, there isn't really such a thing as vinyasa. What that term means and where it comes from is actually the tradition that I study in. They, each little asana or physical posture that you have, there are certain movements and breath processes that come before the asana. So it's a little sequence of things that all kind of string together to make up a little sequence. And so, in fact, most yoga has that in it. It's like if you're going to touch your toes, you know, bend down and touch your toes, of course, before what you have to do before you do that is breathe in and take your hands up to the sky above you then you breathe out and touch the toes. That, in an oversimplified explanation, is what a vinyasa is. So anything that's got the word vinyasa in it might mean that there, it, there might be a more movement going in and out of things than staying and holding. So for some people, they love that. But even within the vinyasa world, I'd say there's a huge difference of how much kind of flow and movement there is and how much staying still. Another really common yoga that's offered these days is yin yoga. And again, I don't, I've actually never been to a yin yoga class, but I know yin yoga teachers and get the general idea that you can definitely be guaranteed that it's a it's on the gentle end of the continuum that you would not be expected to get puffed or overexert yourself and that there's a lot of holds, a lot of stillness in the class. Um, another one that is maybe not so popular in Dunedin, but generally speaking is quite popular, is Kundalini Yoga. And that's quite a dynamic yoga. It is one that I do know and I did practice for some years. 
and that's got um, sound in it. It's got a lot of gestures, a lot of breath work, um, and it's a little bit unusual. Like it does things that maybe are slightly out of the norm for us as people living in New Zealand culture. You could perceive it as there's some slightly odd things. Um, yeah, so they're, they're kind of the main ones. And then I want to tell you a little bit about the, the yoga that I teach and study. And this is called Vini Yoga. And this yoga has what's called a sampradaya, which means it's part of a lineage that goes back directly for thousands of years. So there is a teacher who passes it on to another teacher who passes it on. And so in some in that way, it is very traditional. This hasn't been whipped up in the last 20 years or the last 100 years and created by somebody. It is one of the few schools of yoga left, actually, that is traditional. And that also means that it relies on the shastras, the the written teachings, um, Patanjali's Yoga Sutras being one of them, that again go back for thousands of years. And for me, this is important and significant in that the teachings are true. They are that they are close to the roots or the origins. And in my journey of teaching and studying yoga for 30 years, I've certainly had times where I've gone off on another tangent and tried other yogas. And for me, none of them quite offered the depth and the purity that Vini Yoga offers because there's someone's not making it up. It's not because it feels good or it's popular or it seems to work. It's like there for everything that's done within the Vinaya tradition, there is a reason and a deep, deep understanding. And for me, that has helped me deepen my yoga practice immensely. And it also gives me great confidence as a teacher to know that what I am teaching isn't something that I, Kate, as a very, you know, ordinary human being, it isn't something that I've made up or that I necessarily think, oh, let's do that, that could be fun. It's something that I have been taught and so it's got a lot of weight behind it. And when it comes to yoga, I think it's important that people have the opportunity to get full support and in the Vini yoga traditions one of the things that is significant about it is that there is this understanding that yoga is passed on from teacher to student it's not just information that there is actually a relationship that is behind it and in this way the idea is that the teacher knows the student you know, you know them as a person. So you understand their challenges, you see their weaknesses, you see their strengths, you know what they're dealing with in their life because all these things have an impact on what yoga is going to be helpful and appropriate at a particular time and moment in someone's life. And that's one of the really profound things about Vinny Yoga is that it's not a set sequence 
it's not this idea that here this is the perfect yoga and you're going to do this now every day for the rest of your life and somehow achieve some enlightenment or improvement vini yoga is very much based on the idea that there are many tools of yoga sound breath visualization spiritual practice mantra meditation and we pick various tools to suit a person at a particular moment in their life and the teacher needs to know the student to do that appropriately so that's one of the reasons in some ways why vini yoga is perhaps not as well known as some other yogas because you can't have a following of hundreds of students you know like there's seriously famous yoga teachers out there in the world i've lost track of some of them now but you know particularly in america you know these yoga teachers who have literally thousands of students who follow them and in many yoga this isn't the case it's because it is a requirement of the entire tradition that you have a personal relationship with your students and this was the case um the the person in the vinaya yoga tradition that some people in the yoga world will be familiar with is krishnamacharya so krishnamacharya is considered the founder of modern day yoga he was the teacher that brought yoga into the west in many ways he had some famous students who perhaps are well known as well um, one ayenga a lot of people have heard of ayenga yoga he ayenga studied with krishnamacharya also patavi joyce who is the founder of ashtanga yoga which is quite possible quite well known in the west still he's patavi joyce studied with krishnamacharya and krishnamacharya's own son tkv desikachar was well known in the west as well and it was him really that brought the term vini yoga into the west and he also had krishnamacharya also taught indra devi who was one of the first western women to study india to study yoga in india and she went on actually in important hollywood and in her day was quite an influential teacher in america and so vini yoga is a yoga that is different from other yogas in in some subtle but very significant ways and i think that's also what keeps me with this tradition and that i stay here as a student and a teacher and a couple of things i'll go over what's sort of different about mini yoga than other yogas and one of them is that but is in vini yoga despite all my other teachings and studying it was the first time that really it got explained to me what is the greater purpose of yoga actually why are you doing yoga and vini yoga is very clear that yoga is a path of transformation 
and that there is reasons and understandings of the human body that is multi-layered, that we're not looking at this yoga practice just as a physical practice, that it was born at a time and place in history that the human body was understood to have many, many layers. And this is an integral part of Vinny Yoga, understanding and knowing that everything we do in the yoga practice is impacting, yes, the physical layer, but it's also impacting the breath, it's impacting the mind, it's impacting the spirit, and it's impacting the breath. And all these things combine to make the human being. And in doing that, the way the physical practice is done is quite different as well in that it's breath-led. The most important dimension of a Vini Yoga practice is the breath. So in, there are other yogas, and I've participated in the past myself as a student, that it's very physical-based. And so there's a lot of dialogue, there's a lot of effort, there's a lot of concentration on what is your muscle body doing? Where are your bones and where are in your muscles? Vinny yoga is different and it's saying that that's secondary. The first thing is that we're interested in your breath. And by doing this, it completely transforms the practice. For me, it completely changed. That was after 20 years of doing other types of yoga. Very seriously, when I was taught and introduced to breath-led yoga, it opened up the energy layer of yoga practice to me. And that is where the greatest shifts have happened to for me in my yoga practice. You know, I'm possibly my physical body isn't quite as fit and strong as it was 10 years ago when I was doing those physical practices. But that's completely feels completely unimportant. What has happened is by doing vini yoga and working with the breath, I have been able to make those deeper transformations which are on an energy level, a spiritual level and an emotional mental level, which is deeply satisfying and is the point really of the whole yoga practice. So there are a couple of teachers in Dunedin who have been trained in Vini Yoga. We're starting to have a few more come here in Dunedin because the main training is um, in India, but there's also a teacher in Kapiti. Ruth Biggins is one of our New Zealand trainers. So in Dunedin, if you're curious about trying Vini Yoga, I teach up at New Yoga, which is um, just spelt N-U, in new yoga um, also there's a couple of teachers up at the yoga studio Jessica and Gurkneel they've been both trained in Vini yoga and there's also Marie who in the next soon is going to start offering philosophy classes in Dunedin so I'll let you know when those are starting up she's going to do that once a month on a Sunday in town which is going to be amazing so Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. And on my website, there is a way to get hold of me. My website is the Dunedin Yoga Lady. 
and all, I welcome any um, questions from you or also if there's topics that you want me to cover, please just reach out. I'm really happy to do that. And thank you and look forward to connecting again in, in a fortnight. I'm Kate Bendel, the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Join me every second Tuesday at 10.30 as we explore all things to know about yoga. My passion is to open the doors of this powerful practice to the community and to share that passion with you. The Dunedin Yoga Lady, fortnightly on Tuesdays at 10.30 on ORFM and podcast from oar.org.nz. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.